0: To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown!
1: Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
0: Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker, like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Vince goes up, he makes the game-winning catch! Larry Legend does it again!
1: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts
0: here we go this is it caught by kirk at the 20 at the 10 touchdown oh baby how's that feel
2: here's craig grielu mike jarecki and bertrand barry so players were told after the game on sunday they had 12 hours to enjoy the win And then they had to turn the page and start focusing on Seattle. Short week. Totally get it. That rule, however, does not apply to us here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Fans, media, we can enjoy that 32-30 victory over the Buffalo Bills for just a little bit longer. How about the end of today before we look ahead to week 11 officially and that Cardinals contest against the Seattle Seahawks because, well, let's face it, MJ, that was an exciting contest against the Bills from start to finish. And, of course, the finish, if you just want to look at the final 34 seconds, that's what everyone is paying attention to. But certainly the Cardinals needed that win to get back in the victory column and now 6-3 and three on the season.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I think we all agreed last week this was going to be a tough matchup, probably the best team they played up until this point, and it's going to get, you know... Uh, tougher as they win more games, hopefully. Um, but you know, you hear after the game, the the play of the year, uh, the great finish. Was it a better throw or catch? Uh, again, there's no wrong answer, and it could be the the game of the year. I mean, that's what took place here at State Farm Stadium, I and mean, it was just uh, thrilling what happened at the end because it didn't look good. Stefan Diggs got that touchdown.
2: Yeah, 34 seconds left when Diggs had that go-ahead score. We'll get into the Hale-Murray a little bit later on. But B-Train, as a former player, you have such an emotional victory, and every Sunday is an emotional game for a player, whether you win or you lose. But considering how that game finished, and then all of a sudden it's a short week, and you got to kind of mentally and physically kind of put that one to bed and then get ready for an nfc matchup against your arch rival
4: i think this is a perfect scenario for the cardinals looking at how they don't have a lot of time to really dwell on how that game finished and and the fact is they won and now it's time to advance to the next game and knowing that they had a game similar to that with the seattle seahawks uh, previously then they know that they're going to have their work cut out and they know the history of this series and of course they were able to reversed that a little bit at State Farm Stadium a couple weeks ago. But now you've got to go out there and you've got to start putting yourself in a different mindset because now you're in a three-way tie for first place. Now you need to start stacking wins. It's not about style points. It's not about how you did it. Yes, you're going to ride that emotional high and friends and family are going to want to talk about that that Hell Murray. But you know that you have a great chance to really start to put some distance between you and the other guys, in your division or other teams in your division, I should say. And and now it's time to really start honing in and, and, and making sure when you face division rivals that you're definitely crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's.
2: You called it a perfect scenario, and I tend to agree with you because it is a short week again here between weeks 10 and week 11. Yet as a player, B-Train, take me into that mindset as far as trying to put that prior Sunday behind you when it is still Sunday night, Monday morning.
4: Well, it's your job, and you understand that the schedule. They, they've all known the schedule since before the season started, and they knew that once it got to this week that they were going to have to really do things a little bit different. It was going to be short preparation. The coaches had already put in a little bit of the time as far as, as breaking down film and finding tendencies of the Seattle Seahawks. And really, you don't have to do a, a whole lot of that because this is one of the teams that you're most familiar with. But from a player standpoint, you, you've got to make sure that you rest your body one and that you are mentally engaged with the meetings, uh, with, with the game plan. When you're doing your work at home, you, you got to do a little bit extra because you're not going to be asked to do much physically during the week as far as practice is that concerned because you know it's such a short turnaround between Sunday and Thursday. And, of course, you got to go on the road. you got to go up to the to the northwest and, and, and face this team where there hasn't been a lot of uh, – Uh, you know good feelings you know there's been some 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 victories but they've always been hard fought so I I I see with this team uh, this is the perfect team to have to play because they know that they're going to be a little pissed because of the way that the game came out a few weeks ago and they really thought they had a chance to win that game.
2: Yeah, it was week seven at State Farm Stadium, Cardinals winning over the Seattle Seahawks in overtime, 37-34. But as we look at week 10 again, the final score, the Bills and Cardinals, and the Cardinals win it 32-30. to We'll get into the ins and the outs, but right now, how about we take you inside the Arizona Cardinals locker room, exclusive audio, courtesy azcardinals.com, the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, addressing his team.
0: Oh I've never been a part of one like that on the hell there. right? <laughs> I appreciate y'all. That's the type of win that gets us rolling. That's the type you build off of, right? You kept fighting. You your ass yourself all week. It's a hell of a job. Now we set ourselves up for a Thursday night showdown, right? Right. So let's celebrate this one about 12 hours. Now the 24. Right. Now the 24 this time. <laughs> get you 12 good ones, and then get back and get ready to play prime time on Thursday night. Right?
2: get your 12 good ones. I like that line from Kingsbury. The Cardinals trailed MJ at the half 16 to 9 and then with 952 to go in the third quarter it was 23 to 9 in favor of the visiting team and the Cardinals at that point had not done much to stop the Bills defensively and then offensively to get anything on track. And we've seen this team overcome deficits against some very quality opponents, including the Seahawks back in Week 7. Yet with the Bills and how they were moving that football, you had to be able to outscore Buffalo and at that point in the third quarter it didn't look like that was gonna happen.
3: No, and and the Cardinals were kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns and and that's a team that was averaging close to thirty points a game. You know, they, they felt good about what they did the previous week. They knew it was gonna be a road trip, um, but they fell behind and you know, midway through that third quarter, even though the Bills did score 14 points in the second half, I felt like the Cardinals were able to get more pressure on the quarterback and and offensively they were able to open it up and, and you know, throw the ball down the field and it became a chess mess at that point. But I did think that uh, the defense made some adjustments in the second half and they tried to slow the Bills down and in the end... Like I said, they got that touchdown. But the to me, the, the Cardinals finished that game. We've been talking about finishing a game, you know, playing 60 minutes. Well, the offense finished that game when previous games the defense is finished.
2: Yeah, the defense putting the Cardinals offense in position to be able to finish that contest on Sunday. One of the leaders on that defense, Jordan Hicks. Here's his comments after the ball game.
5: I'm proud of this team because, you know, there were chances in that game to let up. I mean, even at the very end, there were chances to, to let up, and we never did. Something happens, the other side steps up, and it doesn't matter what's going on. There's zero quit in this team. As a, as a captain, as a leader on this defense, on this team, you know, that's what you hold your hat on. That's what you take pride in
2: b I alluded to that 23-9 deficit midway through the third quarter. After that possession, though, the Cardinals' defense stopped the Bills' offense on five consecutive possessions, including a couple of key interceptions.
4: I look at this game, and I I really believe that the Cardinals deserve to win this game. And I I felt like the the team played better than the Buffalo Bills. And and yes, you got to give... The Buffalo Bills credit they they fought and they they put themselves in a position to win and that's why they're a, a, a good football team with a good record. But just looking at the ebb and flow of that game, I felt like the Cardinals had more to to, to do with the outcome of the game as far as, as making positive plays and and you you saw the resilience of this team and how they were able to to overcome that deficit. They didn't start pointing fingers. They didn't walk with the bad body language. Their energy was, was constantly good throughout the course of the game. And I think that started with Kyler Murray. And I think you're starting to see him emerge as that, that unquestioned leader of this football team. And and I think the rest of the team fed off of that energy. And, and even though they, they lost some key players on the defensive side, uh, they did not quit. They continued to fight. And ultimately, they made the plays down the stretch in order to give this team a chance to win. And, of course, we all know what happened on the last time.
3: Yeah, the Cardinals score 17 points in the third quarter. Of course, you had the Murray one-yard run, then you had a field goal, and then Murray's 15-yard run. And the next thing you know, uh, the Cardinals score 17, and then obviously six, they didn't get the extra point, chose not to. but. That third quarter, from defensive standpoint, as you pointed out, Craig, and the offense, that's how they got back in the game.
2: Murray, 245 yards passing, a touchdown and interception, 61 yards rushing, two touchdowns. You add it all up, he accounted for more than 300 yards of total offense and three scores. His head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, certainly impressed not only what Murray did Sunday, but what he has been doing on the past several Sundays.
5: He's playing at a ridiculous level right now. I think y'all have seen it the last few weeks after that first month. um, Offensively, I feel like we've really settled in. And Mixing in tempo, and he's taking care of the ball, making great decisions, whether it's with his feet, with his arm. Um, It's fun to watch. I mean, he's making us right on a lot of plays.
2: It is certainly fun to watch, especially when it's successful, because as we've talked about it and we'll continue to talk about it here, MJ, it's that different skill set that Murray has as a quarterback than perhaps any other player in the National Football League current and, of course, obviously prior to Murray's arrival. It's that threat with the run, his legs. He would prefer to stand in the pocket and throw the football. He says it time and time again, but you have to respect his ability to run the football, and, of course, that opens up everything else.
3: I mean, we all talk about him being a pocket passer, and obviously he's made strides there. Obviously, you like to sit in the pocket and make those throws, but I mean, he's so dynamic, and he's the most dynamic player in the national football. He looks like, you know, Devin Hester in the open field. And and I like the fact that he was having a little fun when he got that run uh, in the end zone. He's skipping over the line. you know, it's just before you could see he's coming to the sidelines, obviously depending on the down and distance and the score is, is going to dictate his, his, his personality and attitude, but uh, you can see that they, they trust each other, and the fact is they never felt like they were out of that game, and, and that's important, and I think, you know, the stability and, and the coaching staff, and obviously they were able to run the football. I just think it goes a long way uh, where they feel like every time they step on the field, they got a chance to win, and now they believe they can, you know, finish games and that's going to go a long way when you're playing meaningful football in november and december and hopefully in
2: january especially with murray at the quarterback position he leads the league with 6.9 yards per carry his 10 rushing touchdowns second best in the league and the single season record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback b train is 14 by cam newton in 2011 murray certainly well on pace to eclipse that and put that record completely out of sight I'm,
4: I'm looking at Kyle Murray, and I think he can really rewrite the history books at the quarterback position, and I know that's a big statement, but you you just look at the, the, the body of work and what he's been able to do thus far, and, and he just makes it look so effortless, and to think that he's not going to get to the end zone uh, six more times, I, I, I strongly think that uh, he, he's going to have every rushing record for a quarterback before it's all said and done. I know he and Lamar are going to go back and forth with that, but the fact that he's such a dual threat and he can beat you in so many ways, it just makes him the the prototype quarterback in today's NFL. And and it used to be the the 6'5", big brawny quarterback that could stand there and deliver the ball down the field. But now with these different offensive schemes and and the way that they want to beat you with motion and movement and deception, uh, he he is the perfect quarterback. And I always go back and I always bring this up that, Day and leading up to the draft people were questioning whether he was even fit to be a quarterback because of two inches we're talking about two inches and now here he is on the cusp of really being in an MVP consideration and conversation because what he's done has been absolutely amazing and nobody can question now if he's indeed a quarterback in the NFL.
2: Murray is putting up historical numbers already and then certainly on pace, as B-Train said, to rewrite the history books. In fact, to become the first player ever with 4,000 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards in the same season. Never happened before in the history of the National Football League. Update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The app features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com app for more. Well, we touched upon it. We alluded to it hill murray better throw or better catch we'll get into the dynamics of those final 11 seconds of what is across the board considered by everyone the play of the year thus far here in 2020 it is the cardinals red sea report here on the arizona cardinals radio network
6: left, three receivers to the right. Cardinals trail by four. They're out of timeouts, 11 seconds left in the game. First down at the Buffalo 43. Now the Bills drop two men back. 25 yards downfield Murray back to throw flushed out rolling left in trouble slips a tackle got to launch it He does left side into the end zone jump ball and it is is it caught is it caught oh my goodness It's caught
0: DeAndre Hopkins caught it He caught it for a touchdown with one second left I can't believe it You've got to be joking me Hopkins Reaches up with three defenders around him and pulls it in, and the Cardinals lead it. 32 to 30 with a second left. You can't cover Duke. You're not gonna be able to cover him. Throw the ball up. That's what Kyler Murray did. He extended the play with his legs and just shot that thing up into the air. Into the desert sky, baby the D-Hop brought it down. Touchdown!
2: We'll never get tired of listening to Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley on that play call. Must have watched that play, I don't know, three dozen times, maybe four dozen times since Sunday night. The Hale-Murray, holy hop, as Dave Pash tweeted after the ball game, Cardinals... 32 bills 30 a dramatic play that has been dissected from the throw to the catch and we'll talk about it right here as we continue on the cardinals red sea report craig realu mike jarecki and bertram berry let's first be trained discuss the throw and there is no wrong answer here as far as what was more difficult you can't have one without the other but certainly the end results the catch gets more of the attention because that's what you want you want a score in that situation but what did you see in that situation with 11 seconds to go, the ball at the 43-yard line, the Cardinals trailing by four points, and what Murray had to do to get in position to make that throw?
4: Well, I'm going to give credit to, to Kyler Murray and to DeAndre Hopkins for a all-time great play that they both made. It took both of them making Herculean efforts in order to make that play happen. But you really have to look at this from a – Buffalo Bills' defensive perspective. One, you know the only chance that they have to get that ball into the end zone is for Kyler Murray to buy time. Because originally that play was supposed to go dragging across the middle of the field. And the fact that uh, the the way that the play played out, uh, it it didn't quite go that way. And and, um, Kyler was able to, to one, flip his hips, uh, like turning a double play, you know, that baseball – career came into play with that one, but to think about D. hopping and and then the, the, the three defensive backs in the end zone, you're always taught in that situation, knock the ball down. And none of the guys tried to knock the ball down. They all tried to go for the pick. They played selfish football in a moment where I know they've been taught a thousand times, knock it down. But when you have those kinds of breakdowns, no matter what level of football that you're at, it always comes down to fundamentals. And you give Kyler credit for being able to flip those hips and and launch that ball. And you most certainly give DeAndre Hopkins credit for going up and and having some of the strongest hands I've ever seen and grabbing that ball out of uh, the air with with six different hands trying to to get their hands on it as well. So uh, it was just a great effort. And and to me, it was the ending that was fitting because, like I said, The Cardinals played better than the Buffalo Bills throughout the course of that game, and they deserved that win.
3: You know, I want to go back to the drive itself. I mean, it's first and 10 at the 25. He hits Isabella for a 14-yarder. Cardinals use a timeout. Then Murray uh, completes a pass to Hopkins for nine yards. Cardinals call a timeout. And then Fitz gets out of bounds. And going into that drive, I'm thinking at some point, if they can get over midfield, they're going to have to go with a Hail Mary. And... You know, with 11 seconds go, according to the TV, they think they can get two plays off, get a little bit closer, get out of bounds, and then at that point, because you're down by four, you need a touchdown, and then 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 you would bring in the Larry Fitzgeralds of the world. Um, but I, I, the throw, first of all, DJ Humphrey slips, and so he's got the outside linebacker defensive end coming, and then Ed Oliver, who's about six four, he's got his arms up, and Murray literally now there's a, there's a replay of that where Hopps. He does put his hand up as he's rolling out, but all of a sudden he did not turn his uh, his shoulders. He has to watch out for the, uh, the sidelines, and he just lofts it off there perfect. And then, you know, the highest peak and uh, hop, obviously him and Larry have probably the nicest and biggest hands in football when it comes to catching that ball. And uh, the fact that he had at his highest peak, I mean, it was wild. And, and for Dave Pasch to be on the other side, to make that call, it was. I mean, we are so lucky to have Pasch and Wolfley. You know, they got to be the best in the NFL, and now people are getting this chance to hear him. Uh, I think it's fascinating, but a great call, great play. But as you said, Craig, there's no wrong answer, but I think what Murray had to go through was a little bit more difficult with hop even though three guys were dragged on him
2: yeah you're talking about murray threw the ball from the 50 yard line his back foot was at midfield the ball left his hands with six seconds to go so he bought five seconds of time because as b train alluded to andy isabella across the middle was not there in murray's mind so in that case you go to option two and that was to throw the deep ball because at that point you couldn't get another play off right and it just so happened that well, there were two guys down there, and then a third, the safety, came over for some help, and three players could not take the ball out of Hopkins' hands. We'll hear from both particular subjects. First, the quarterback, Kyler Murray, on the Hail Murray. The only person I saw
6: down there was Hop. <laughs> um, you know, let it go, let him give, uh, give him a chance. And it's funny, everybody, all they saw was black gloves arising, you know, from, the, from everybody. It was like, what it was a group of four people, and all they saw was black gloves. So uh, I'm just glad he caught the ball.
2: Micah Hyde was on Hopkins' back. Tredavious White was in front. Jordan Poyer came in late, and once Hopkins got his hands on that football, the ball does not move at all. He had it secured at first touch, came down with it. No doubt about it, it was a catch. The seventh of the game for Hopkins, and his first contest or his first catch I should say that happened with under a minute left to go on the clock his fourth career game winning touchdown catch but the first to come with less than 60 seconds to go on the clock here's Hopkins on what happened on his end
5: you know in basketball terminology that's what they call this you know when somebody get dunked on but it was on three people uh yeah Yeah. It was, um, you know, they were in position. It was just a better catch by I.
2: Had not heard that phrasing before, B-Train. Better catch by I. Had also not heard what Hopkins also said, two plus two equal four, go downfield, throw it up, end quote. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean... it's, it's DeAndre Hopkins. It works. Why not?
4: I mean, Absolutely, and, and I saw somebody on Twitter that said from now on they're going to call him IHOP, and and I think that's so appropriate. And, uh, <laughs> you, you just know that, that when he's on the field, uh, along with the Larry Fitzgerald, big, great things are going to happen. And I think for Cardinal fans, we've been spoiled for the last decade and change because we've seen Larry make these type of catches in seasons past, but now there's uh, another weapon uh, that has similar skill sets in, in DeAndre Hopkins and, and Uh, It's just going to mean more of those unbelievable plays and and I think we're very fortunate in the Valley to have had uh, that type of receiver uh, success here in the Valley and and, and to be able to enjoy that at the end of the games knowing that it's not over until the final whistle blows because when you have those guys able to go out there and and do what they do it it just makes the game that much more exciting. You you, you can't leave and, and I know people that uh, had turned the game off, they thought it was over, and then they found out later that, that uh, D-Hop caught the ball. And, and uh, it, it's what sports is all about. You you never say it's over until it reached triple zero. And, and for uh, Kyler Murray and D-Hop to, to pull that off the way that they did, it was absolutely unbelievable.
3: You know, when I say this, people are going to think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but there's not a lot of quarterbacks that I would take over Kyler Murray. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, it's not the debate we're going to get into. And there's not a lot of wide
2: receivers I would take over DeAndre Hopkins. The future is bright. Absolutely. And that catch, by the way, the first time the Cardinals won a game on a touchdown pass on the final scrimmage play of regulation since everyone now... December 29th, 2003, Josh McCown to Nate Poole as the Cardinals beat the Vikings, knocking Minnesota out of playoff contention and knocking Larry Fitzgerald from the number one overall pick to the number three overall pick. Yeah, I don't think it really would have mattered.
3: Uh, Denny Green said, I'm taking the best player in the draft. It all worked out. But yeah, I mean, Denny made it very clear when he got here. He was taking the best player in the draft and that turned out to be Larry Fitzgerald.
2: It was the... Excuse me, it was the only touchdown pass thrown by Kyler Murray on the day. Of course, was we talked about, he had two rushing scores as well. One more from Murray on how he felt about that football coming out of his hands when he released it.
6: I, I knew when, I left, when it left my hand I had a chance just because, you know, you play quarterback, you can tell the trajectory, you know, the touch of the ball. I think I was looking at the sideline when everybody – I just got the reaction from everybody. I don't think I saw him catch the ball. I really don't remember it happened so fast. But I knew once he left my
3: hand, it had a good chance. You know, he actually looked at the jumbotron. I mean, everything's going wild. He looked at the jumbotron. And so, you know, I mean, the fact that a lot of times when you, you know, you call for a Hail Mary pass, usually you're coming up the the clock stop. You're getting different personnel. A lot of times the quarterbacks throw up, you know, so high and, and out of the end zone this was completely different. I mean, he gave his guy a chance to get it. So, uh, but it was interesting as he's getting hugged on the sidelines and patted on the back. He was able to look on the jumbotron.
2: Yeah, Kingsbury joked earlier in the week that because of Murray's size or lack thereof, <laughs> he couldn't see over the top of everyone else. So he had to turn to look at the video board on the south side of the stadium. But uh, hey, he got to see it, didn't see it live, but saw it on the uh, big screen, much like a lot of the bird gang did as well. Nationally, certainly a lot of people talking about the play. Adam Shine, Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM, his thoughts on the Hail Mary. DeAndre Hopkins this was right out of a
4: movie it was a heave by murray couldn't even set his feet momentum was going the other way he throws this unbelievable moonshot of the pass and it was like in slow motion the great deandre hopkins he dunked on those cats I mean, that is right out of central casting. I've never seen anything quite like that. Murray's a magician. He's absolutely in the MVP conversation. Hopkins is a certified freak. I mean, what kind of dope trades DeAndre Hopkins?
2: Well, we don't need to go back and revisit what happened in March, but uh, fair to say. uh, Just want to send a thank you. Yes, exactly. We're all thankful that the uh, Houston (laughs) Texans decided to part with DeAndre Hopkins, much like I'm sure the Buffalo Bills. Thankful that the Minnesota Vikings decided to part ways with Stephon Diggs. You had two of the best wide receivers in the game making perhaps – tremendous catches on back-to-back drives the cardinals they'll come away with the win 32 to 30 that b train was the 138th offensive play of the game the Hale murray and it's one play out of many we always say it comes down to a couple plays during the game but i don't think i've heard a lot of people talk about one single play for so long here with the arizona cardinals
4: Without question, and I think you have to talk about that 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 play. And, and when you talk about Hail Murray, you just say Hell yeah, because that's what it is. It's a victory for the Arizona Cardinals, and, and it's a good play for the Cardinals. It's one that will be talked about for many years to come. I know our, our producer Tim Omohundro will have this in just about every broadcast going forward in reference to the Cardinals, and rightfully so. But uh, it's an exciting play, and, and it just it's in line with with what's happened in the history of state farm stadium I mean, we've seen great pros and great catches and great plays pulled off time in and time out on that field. It's just a magical field and, and, and great things happen on it. And so uh, the fact that there were so many plays uh, before that, it, it came down to the last one. And, and fortunately for us, we were the ones that, that made the play for our team. And, and, we walked out of that stadium with a, with a, a much-needed victory, and, and now we're in position to uh, put ourselves in firm, firm position as far as the head of the NFC West, and, and, and that's exciting.
2: First time, according to you, Kingsbury, Murray, and Hopkins, that any one of those had been involved in a play like that, a hell Mary, if you will. Marcus Golden earlier this week joked that he had seen too many of those on the opposite end, including right here at State Farm Stadium, Aaron Rodgers completing a Hail Mary with Golden in pursuits. And now, of course, the tables have turned and Cardinals 6-3 and three after that win on Sunday. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go, like Cardinals Underground, the Big Red Rage, and, of course, this show, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. We have hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. When we come back, defense, a lot of questions on that side of the wall. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
6: back to throw, looking for digs. Instead, steps up, throws deep middle, picked off. Peterson got that one. He's at his 40-yard line, running far side of the 45, and down there. Pat P got Allen that time. Snap to Murray, and he's going to keep it off the left side. He's at the 10, at the 5. He's in again. Tyler Murray in the double figures with rushing touchdowns
0: on the season. The Cardinals have the lead. Some more Murray magic at State Farm Stadium. It's 25-23 Arizona here he comes to
2: save the day, the mighty Kyler Murray. The Patrick Peterson interception, the Cardinals' first takeaway since the Isaiah Simmons interception in overtime against the Seattle Seahawks. And, of course, Draker Patrick also had a takeaway in that contest, two interceptions by the Cardinals' defense, eight possessions by the Bills in that second half. Two touchdowns, two turnovers, four punts. The defense certainly did its job to put the Cardinals, uh, the offense in position to get the Cardinals a win on Sunday. As we welcome you back to the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertram Berry dissecting the Cardinals' 32 30 win over the Bills and also looking ahead at the same time. Short week, the Cardinals travel to Seattle to play the Seahawks' on Thursday Night Football. It is the defensive side of the conversation, B-Train, so I'm going to start with you as far as what this defense was able to do against Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, John Brown. I mean, the list was endless as far as the numbers that this offense was able to do ahead of this contest against the Cardinals and even against the Cardinals with uh, 369 yards through the air.
4: It was impressive what the Bills were able to do the first half. But then again, you saw the second half adjustments. You saw what, what, what they were able to to, to confuse Josh Allen and, and, and give him some different listen. There really should have been about four interceptions on the day from, from the Arizona Cardinals because I know he threw three to Patrick Peterson. There were three chances that Patrick P had, and he finally got the last one. But uh, I just think when you – look at the first half and how they were able to, to move the ball up and down the field. And then once uh, Vance Joseph and company were able to come out and make those halftime adjustments, it just seemed like the team had a different energy, a different vibe about them. And, and uh, the, the score was reflective of, of that energy and that vibe. And, and um, I, I love the fact that this team may uh, look a certain way in that first half, but then they're able to, to, to lick their wounds, pick themselves up off the floor and get back to business and and that's a credit to not only the the coaching staff for giving them the game plan but those guys on the field that were able to execute in spite of losing some key players on that defensive side
2: yeah we'll get to that in a moment the two takeaways the bills six of 13 on third down all points that jordan hicks pointed to after the ball game for why the cardinals were able to get the win
5: you know we knew we were going to have to make plays in order to be um right there at the end of this game and you know we were able to, to to do that and Uh, certain instances and you know it it changed the momentum. I felt like that whole third quarter um, leading into really that last drive we had uh, a ton of amount of of confidence and uh, momentum going into every single drive really so we feed off of that.
2: Cardinals, though, as b alluded to, did suffer a number of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Perhaps no one more significant than Corey Peters, who left the contest early in the, or I should say, late in the first half with a right knee injury. We still do not know. A definitive updates on Peters, but by all accounts, according to Kingsbury himself, the news is not going to be good, and that is what Kingsbury had said earlier this week. There is some good news, however, MJ, as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Hassan Reddick got hurt in that contest. He returned. Devondre Campbell got hurt, a calf issue. He did not return. However, Kyle Lodegaard of azcardinals.com, Cardinals as we speak on the practice field and Campbell is out there along with Drake, Kirkpatrick, Jordan Phillips, and Hassan Reddick at least during the open portion of practice. So that is all good news heading into Thursday.
3: Yeah, we'll start with Corey Peters. You know, obviously he was playing well this year. They had a nice little rotation there, and he's a great locker room guy, kind of voice of reason. He gives you a good pulse on what the, the the locker what the locker room's like since we're not in there. So just a bad loss, terrible loss. You know, a guy that obviously has been here and and done his part. Um, Now, the Cardinals need to get some healthy guys back, and I'm glad you had that report for us. They they missed Jordan Phillips in that game against his former team. You know, you look at it, Zach Allen's still on the shelf. So it's interesting to see if they can bring up Michael Dogbeads on the practice squad. There's really not a lot you can do with COVID, uh, bringing guys in on a short week. So it's going to have to be in-house, and, you know, we'll see. But, You know, the the guys you mentioned, it's important on a short week, and uh, I guess we'll know more in the next couple of days. But just, you know, looking at it from a defense standpoint, Craig, I mean, Josh Allen, he was impressive. Um, He kind of reminds me of a young Ben Roethlisberger where you just can't bring him down. Now he did make some mistakes in that second half and I think the secondary, you know, they're settling down over there. You had, you know, your top safeties and you had your top three corners and, you know, I thought Vance did a really good job mixing and matching on some of those uh, key blitzes off the edge. So, Maybe the defense doesn't get enough credit, but they made plays in that second
2: half to kind of slow down the Bills. I want to go back to the absence of Peters in that second half. You had Morrow, you had Coley, you had Blackson, the only three healthy defensive linemen B-train for the second half of that contest. So what we saw, and we saw it in the first half as well, but a lot of two down linemen looks and more linebacker heavy to try to confuse Josh Allen at that quarterback position.
4: Yeah, you want to give them different looks and you want to have different personnel that they weren't used to to seeing and that they weren't really prepared for. And I think anytime that you can bring that element into the game, mid-game, it definitely throws the quarterback off a little bit. And still being a young guy, he's still trying to figure out how he could attack those different sub-packages. And I think with Vance Joseph, he was able to mix them at the right times to really dictate – to that Buffalo Bills offense, what they wanted to do. And, and uh, more times than not, they were able to have success and, and, and really confuse them. And, and that's that's all you really want. You want to be in a position where you can uh, confuse the quarterback and, and, and make him not feel as comfortable at the line of scrimmage. And, and when you're able to do that and, and get him off the field and third downs and situations and covers, that that's always going to be a plus for your team. And, and I thought – with the guys that were on the field, uh, they fought valiantly, and and, and as I've said a few times already on the show, they, they really deserved to win because I think they did more to get that win than the Buffalo Bills did.
2: Yeah, especially in the second half on the strength of that defense and the performance. Of course, everyone pointing to the game-winning catch, but you got to be able to get in position in order for the team to make that stand as far as getting the W and now the Cardinals will head to Seattle on Thursday perhaps riding a little momentum certainly feeling much better about themselves here's DeAndre Hopkins
5: we have a division opponent Thursday so you know a win like this it gives a team you know like us you know a lot of motivation man Uh, you know we're real hungry I think a win like this you know especially at the um, you know last minute just kind of you know gives a team a boost man let us know that you know we're always
2: in it that's the key the cardinals even when they trail by as many as two touchdowns as they did against the bills they did against the seahawks earlier in the contest they always find a way to battle back either to get in position to tie the ball game up or take the lead as they did against the bills and the seahawks earlier this season cardinals as we talked about first place in the nfc west six and three two and oh in the division right now the three seed In the nfc that is all good but it's still midway point of november let's have that conversation at the end of december slash january and figure out where this team is with respect to the playoff picture but right now head coach cliff kingsbury he's going to enjoy where this team has done so far
5: I think it just shows, you know, the the harder you work, the more you put into it, the more good breaks you you catch. And our guys are are starting to believe that Um, since I got here last year, they've they've played hard each and every week. They played to win and eventually things are going to start turning your way if you do that. And uh, I'm hoping this was a a start of some some good luck and, and a good run.
2: MJ, you've talked about finishing games. The Cardinals in one-score games, now three and two this season with those two losses coming both at home, unfortunately, to the Lions and Dolphins.
3: Yeah, and that's something that, you know, the Cardinals have done a good job is, is winning on the road. But, you know, just as B-Train pointed out, um, they're 2-0 in the division, the only team in the division that is is unbeaten now. Now they still have four to go. But, you know, you go back to that first game, though, the Cardinals were down. They were down 27-4, 27-17, uh, and once again halftime adjustments, and then in the second half they outscored them, basically 20 to seven, including the the field goal in overtime. But uh, the Cardinals, you know, Russell Wilson, he he turned the ball over in the second half. He ended up having fought, what four turnovers, three uh, interceptions, and a fumble. Uh, the Cardinals were able to get to him. That's the Isaiah Simmons and uh, Tanner Vallejo play. So. They need to get off to a better start. Uh, but we know this team has learned that, you know, there's ways to win different ways, but for the most part, finishing games. And they were able to finish this game, and it was a huge win at the time.
2: And let's hope if you believe in momentum, that that is exactly what happens from Sunday to Thursday. You ride this little wave as far as building upon what happened on Sunday. B-Train, how much can a win on a Sunday carry you into the following week, especially when it's a short week?
4: Uh, it can carry you a little bit, but you still got to go and kick the ball off, and, and Seattle is in no mood to to crown the Arizona Cardinals just yet. Uh, of course, they've had their struggles the last couple of weeks, Russell Wilson in particular, and, and you know he's going to be determined to uh, turn fortunes around for his team and for himself, and so this is not going to be an easy win. Uh, the thing that really helps the Cardinals is the fact that you don't have that 12th man in the, in the stand that you're accustomed to having, out there in Seattle at that field. And so not having that element is is going to be uh, something that works in the favor of the Cardinals, but you're still going to have to go out and face a team that knows you very well and still feels like they should have had you the first time you played. So by no stretch will this be an easy win. And the fact that they're playing at home and the Cardinals have to travel on a short week, that's a decided advantage as well. So there, there are lots of things that the Cardinals are going to have to overcome, but Having that type of win that they just had Sunday definitely makes that preparation towards Thursday that much smoother.
2: Glad you brought up the lack of fans at CenturyLink Field, although for some you like going on the road and quieting the crowd, but don't have to worry about that on Thursday. 620 is the kickoff from CenturyLink Field. That means pregame coverage begins at two thirty. On the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network, we will dive more into Cardinals-Seahawks Part 2 as we continue here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. The Arizona Cardinals Red Sea Report, Greg Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertram Berry. That's right, Cardinals and Seahawks on Thursday Night Football, the first game of Week 11. And it should be a good one. Anytime these teams meet, it always seems to be a good one and a game that always comes down to the wire. We'll touch on that contest on the other side here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
6: A minute four to go in a tie game here in overtime, 34-piece. Three receivers to the right of Wilson. Got to get a stop here. Third and 14, play clock at one. Snap to Wilson, quick throw over the middle, picked off.
0: It's intercepted at the 40-yard line. Isaiah Simmons has it. Running far side of the 45, out of bounds at the 50-yard line. 57 seconds left. Cardinals have the ball and a timeout. The rookie made a play. Isaiah Simmons is right there with the sweet hands. What
6: a catch by Isaiah Simmons. 48-yard attempt for Zane Gonzalez looking to win the game and get some redemption here in overtime. 20 seconds to go. Snap. Ball is down. Kick from Gonzalez is up. It looks good. It
0: is good. The Cardinals win it. An incredible finish at State Farm Stadium. The Cardinals take down Seattle. 37. Redemption for Zane Gonzalez.
2: Only time the Cardinals led in that contest in week seven. Cardinals now travel to Seattle. These two teams, six and three, but B Train moving in opposite direction. Cardinals have won four of five. The Seahawks have lost two straight, three of four, after a five and 0 run. And Russell Wilson, 10 total turnovers since that game against the Cardinals. What do you make of Seattle right now?
4: They're struggling, and they're going to have to to fight their way through it, but we want them to struggle just one more week. And we know that Russell Wilson is a tremendous quarterback. He does a lot of great things, and uh, he was the leading candidate for the MVP up until they came to State Farm Stadium and and went out of here with the loss. So uh, we know what he's capable of, and, and we've seen at, at our peril too many times Russell Wilson be able to, to create uh, and extend plays and so we know that's a talented football team we know that they can do a lot of good things on offense and defense and so this is going to be a great test for us and and if we want to uh, be in those top couple of seeds as far as NFC uh, ranking is concerned and, and hosting games in the playoffs, these are the type of games that you have to win and, and I know for the Cardinals they're going to be more than, than, than jacked up to go out and do just that.
3: Now, keep in mind, three guys did not play in that game. Carlos Dunlop, Snacks Harrison, and Jamal or Jamal, yeah, Jamal Adams. Now, Adams is dealing with a shoulder injury, so those three guys didn't play in the first game. They really haven't come back. It takes a little time, so we'll see what happens on Thursday night.
2: Cardinals have won four of five at CenturyLink Field, including last season, 27-13. to 13. Again, 6:20 is the kickoff on Thursday night. Football will be back with you next week to talk about what happened on Thursday. Special thanks to those behind the scenes, Senior Broadcast Manager and Producer Jim Momohundro, Technical Director Cody Fincher. For Mike Jarecki, Bertram Berry, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you in one week's time here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
0: Middle of the field to the end zone, Kirk. He got it. He's in touchdown. Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's gonna score touchdown. Oh baby!
1: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com/app.
0: Touchdown! Cardinals win.
1: This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. <laughs>